Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hey, what's up? What's going on there? Craziness. Did you have time to prepare, or I know things been... So I've been busy. I've, you know, I've done what I can. Hey, we could go. We could go tomorrow that way, and then we could squeeze in a Browns reaction show too, or something like that. You know. Uh, know. What time? I don't know how tomorrow is for you. Um, tomorrow probably is better because I got to be back at the radio station today, and I'll have some time while the Browns are playing to to do some more research. I did get uh, a Phil Steele magazine and I've been going through it. Um, yeah, let's do that. How's like 10 o'clock tomorrow work for you? AM. Yeah, that's fine. You want to do that? Yeah, that's fine. And we, you're right. We can do a, a little reaction show and I'm, I'm real nervous that McCown's going to look like garbage today. Uh, I, I I just want I mean I don't <laughs> I can't because like I'm just so over the Browns right now man I mean this guy having this elbow issue and these guys knowing about it and still drafting this guy I mean I'm just done oh I'm yeah done. I mean I'm done like, like I, I I I hate to say it because it sounds like I'm quitting on the Browns but I'm just quitting on incompetence man yeah yeah <laughs> like this. It doesn't I make was, any sense to me. Driving up to Chicago Thursday morning, I caught uh, Carmen and uh, Lima. <laughs> and they were all over that shit. Especially Kenny. Yeah, but you, I, like, and he was, and he's right because, like, at some point, yeah. wait, where can you really? Like, I wrote that one. I wrote a little piece on the uh, page. I'm gonna start promoting here. Like uh, the Cleveland Browns playing with fire, just because it's like my reaction to it. It's like, you know. Nobody would let their organization get to this level. I, like, it, you know what I mean? Not even if it was Madden. You wouldn't let your team be put in this position with the quarterback. Right. Over a 14-year span. I heard, um, and here's my you thing. It always, it's, it's, it's always ironic to me that John Gruden gets that quarterback guru-like moniker, but he even said it during the last Browns game. That you know, he's like, yeah, I got fired down in Tampa Bay because I couldn't find a quarterback, and he had drafted right. like four in two years. Right, but at least he drafted him, you know, and it was yeah, yeah, Chris Sims down there, a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, so it, I don't understand what they're doing, and I don't understand why, like, it, at this point now with Ray Farmer, he he's tied his own hands, and if they get fired, I can't even make an argument for them to stay because. 
this guy has refused, refused to use the draft picks that we had on skill position talent. And that's the most glaring fact. But you wonder, I mean, you wonder how much, the, the big question, obviously, is how much input did he have if he take it done? Uh, you know, and and by the by the the fact that he didn't know this stuff about him, and that they didn't do their due diligence on the uh, the the partying shit, I wonder if it was an impulsive move, and it really was Haslam saying, "You got to take Johnny; it's going to cause us a lot of exposure. We're going to get well, a ton of exposure I, yeah. from it." I'll give you that side, the business side of it. Like Johnny's a no-brainer. We can take him. We'll make money. You know, like it helps us promote and market the Browns the way I want right. to do it. Um, but we know he has some. We know Ray Farmer's got some power because he made those trades for Terrence West and stuff like that moving in the late rounds of the draft. So we know he's making those late round draft picks. But right. I, I'm I'm just missed. I'm missed on even with that that this guy doesn't realize you still got to bring in some talent at the skill positions like the guys that he's yeah. Like, he, he wants the guy who was kind of like him as a player. Like, he was a linebacker, you know what I mean, like, fought his way up, you know what I'm saying, from Duke and made it into the league for a little bit, cup of coffee. But he wants that guy and then that guy to break out and be a superstar. You can't draft like that. This ain't no. a goddamn fucking 80s movie where the kid, you know what I mean, uh, this ain't uh, uh, <laughs> Little Big League or some shit. You know what I mean? No, we, we, we keep <laughs> trying it. I mean, whether it was Hoyer or – whether it was uh, uh, Brady Quinn or Charlie Fry or whoever, we've tried the the hometown story guy. And it just seems like it's a constant narrative that we have to have our quarterback tied to the city of Cleveland or the state of Ohio, and it's ridiculous. I don't care if he comes from the planet of Mars. I'm saying get yeah. somebody that can actually, can actually throw he... 10 balls. Right. Today and their elbow doesn't hurt. I don't understand. Right. I've never heard anything if like he, that. If he grew up in Pittsburgh and rooted for Michigan and played at Michigan, I don't care. Get me a guy in here that's confident. Yeah, it's so uh, frustrating. I, did, I, did. I was going to say to your point on Ray Farmer, the Justin Gilbert thing just sticks out like a sore thumb. Well, it's the Justin Gilbert thing, and now we got a thing where – we we got a psychological issue with a lot of these some of these Browns players that doesn't work out. Like we have the Justin Gilbert thing, nobody can get his head right. Nobody can work with Josh Gordon. Um, nobody can work with Brian Hoyer to an extent. Because let's be honest, Brian Hoyer's like worst enemy was himself. Like you know what I mean, yeah. like, I mean, of course they they did draft Johnny, but my thing is he went down to Houston, did the same thing. So like you're going to be fighting every year of your life as an NFL quarterback, and he should know that. Like, right. nothing is given to you. And, I mean, I think he realized that this year. Um, we see it down in Houston. But, you know, why couldn't he have done that here? Why couldn't he just embraced it, you know, like, and say, hey, you know what? It's, I don't care if i got to fight every week to prove that I'm a starter. You know, like. Right. Well, not only that, he, he fought to be the starter. And it was there's obviously something going on with the power struggle and, and whether Johnny Mandel was going to be the starter. It, it's. The the over the undertones of the front office and the organization that sets the tone for for what's expected in the quarterback room as far as competing against each other as far as working with each other. You know I can't blame Brian Hoyer for not being the best teammate to Johnny Manziel last year. Johnny Manziel wasn't 
prepared. He wasn't. He was out partying. He was doing all these other things. And Brian had to look at it like, this kid's a, a fucking knucklehead, you know? And I'm not going to take my time, time off that I should be using to, to get myself better and prepared to, to mentor this guy. So I can't blame him for that. All that I, I, don't blame him. I don't blame him for that. It's just a psychological part of, like, if you know he's messing up, then you just keep your eyes forward. You know, like, right. And I know there's something in that front office, and I think it's remnant. I think Haslam is really the problem here um, to a certain extent because he was coddled by Joe Banner and Lombardi to kind of think that right. he could play in the football decisions. And, you know, they bring in Shiner from the Cowboys. He brings in all these guys that tell him, hey, man, you're a great owner. You can, you know football just like we know football. But then they kind of make it like a shadow situation where he's not really making any decisions. He just thinks he is. So now he fires those guys, keeps Shiner. But he pretty much he's got, like, guys that are kind of yes-men, which you don't – like, that. you can't get anywhere like that and be effective, with, especially no. when we're talking about this kind of situation. I mean, with, with big boy football. I don't know. It, it's something, yeah. like you said, there's something there we still haven't figured out. But this elbow issue thing, I think, has pulled back the curtain at least, you know, one rung and showed us that somebody doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I don't know. It maybe maybe it's something really minor. You know, I I, I brought the the point up yesterday. Somebody had mentioned it at one of the Browns Twitter accounts, but Adult Foundation. Yeah, you you saw what I wrote then. You know, I wonder. You know, there's been a lot of momentum gaining for Johnny to be the starter. If they would have went out today and McCown would have played the first half and thrown in two interceptions and no touchdowns, and Johnny came in in the second half and threw two touchdowns, Monday was going to be er, a nightmare for these guys as far as how to handle this situation and why the hell isn't Johnny starting? Is this an attempt to say, okay, John's got a little bit of an elbow. Let's not escalate this anymore. We have a plan in place. This is what we want to do. Let's not have this exterior pressure from the fan base. And as Browns fans, we know how much pressure we can put on the front office. I mean, they they, they, they unfortunately, unfortunately, Johnny Manziel Manziel should be smacking people across the face to play. Like, he should be trying to prove it to himself, prove it to everybody. I mean, that's the kind of pressure, and that's when you want to see somebody step up. And if they're trying to coddle him once again, and shield him from whatever or do that, then that's bullshit. And that's well, not how if, you win. But what if they're not shielding him? What if they're even worse? What if they're shielding themselves from having to deal with it? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, they just don't want to deal with everybody, you know. But the problem right. is, what is that? What kind of message does that send to Joe Thomas and Joe Hayden? Right. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, or, Alex, or Alex Mack, who's going into last year, you know, after the long negotiations. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, you know, I mean, and that's another thing that I think about. So we don't make a move. This is back to the Ray Farmer skill position things because, I, you know, looking at fantasy football, Jordan Cameron down there, yes, he had the concussions. Who do we have that's going to help whoever plays quarterback be better? We might get a look, and this is the one thing, we might get a look at Duke Johnson and we get a look at Terrell Pryor, 
But um, it's, it's it's not even fair to even try to evaluate these guys, um, you know, and see if they can – because if they do well, can they sustain it? I mean, they just haven't been on the field enough in practice. I don't know. Like, I'm just – I'm really miffed at the whole thing. This uh, Tampa Bay game, um, I am excited to see the defense at full strength, I guess, against Jameis Winston. That will be something. Um, they should be able to – and Pet should – I mean, if he learned anything from the Buffalo game against Rex Ryan – he should blitz the hell out of this guy, and I don't care what you think you're trying to. Here's the other thing about the Johnny Manziel that, that actually uh, comes to my mind, and it, it kind of correlates to this uh, Tampa Bay Browns game, um, is that the Cleveland Browns should not be hiding anything today on defense against Jameis Woodson. Throw the kitchen sink at this guy. Because even with the Johnny Manziel elbow issue, these guys always try to act like they're so secretive about something, and then Mike Pettin comes out and says something like this, so we're I don't know. It's like they bite their nose off to spike their face. We're not in any position to be hiding anything from anybody. You know, this isn't a veteran playoff team, and we're trying to keep a few secrets in the can. Yeah, this is a team that needs to go out and in any game situation against any opponent needs to execute what they want to do uh, on a Sunday in the regular season. Then you know, I am the only thing that that I can say is you need to be putting in your defense and not worry about what they're doing in these preseason games. But you shouldn't be hiding anything that you're going to do in the regular season. Well, I'll you tell you this: this guy, your full playbook uh, should be available. Yeah, the muscle hamster is ready to go because he looked good in the last preseason game. I know well, he's, he's only going to get probably like. Doug Martin's only going to get, like, maybe five or ten carries. But, uh, you know, he, he – so we'll see if this run defense does so – and the thing I talk about the defense, I want to see how they rotate the linemen. That's – I mean, we got so many linemen now. They're saying Billy Wynn might get cut. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Ismaili Kitchen might get cut. So I want to see how they rotate the linemen in. Even that, to me, will show, like, they know what they're doing. Like, I just need some levels of confidence uh, with the – Offense, I mean, we might see the great white whale and Dwayne Bowe who actually touches the field. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I have no hope for the offense, honestly, this season because we've, we've went in the seasons before with the idea that our offense was going to be better. Um, and I only, like you can say, 2007 was that prolific with uh, Derek Anderson, Braylon, and, you know, uh, K2 where we were spinning the ball all over the field. But um, – you know, we got guys that could actually – Hawkins is still a game-breaker if you get him the ball in spaces, but I don't even know if we can do that. So, uh. The most telling thing about the offense, listen to any interview done with a defensive player and when they ask them about the offense. Not one will say we're excited about the offense and their ability to, to put points on the board. Every one of them to a man is. We like the offense a lot. They're they're going to be able to stay on the field and and – and hold the ball possession-wise and, uh, and give us a chance. That, that's the standard answer from a defensive player. That defense has no confidence in that offense to put up any points. You know, the funny thing against Buffalo, I was missed by, you know, they were blitzing so much. Why not just take advantage of let them know what you're going to do and execute? You know, like, I mean, I know that's kind of the things you do in a uh, scrimmage, but why not? Like, you want to see how they established a the run. I would have went out to the series, never thrown the ball, ran the ball down their throat every play. You know, like, yeah. I would have rotated West End with Coyle. You know, they, this, this is coming to – it's almost like we we have a, 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 
uh, avalanche of, of issues that, you know, are interdependent on each other because, you know, Filippo, this is his first time, but is he really hiding this offense? You know, like like you said, like, you know, you need to be trying to execute it. Like, do you really think somebody's going to be charting your plays from week, you know, two preseason and then say, okay, the Titans DC, the Titans defensive coordinator is going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw that play against, you know, Buffalo. I, I know this is what they're going to run. I mean, if, they, if they're that sophisticated, then I know the NFL is. But, I mean, if we can execute it, that's what football is. If it's a power eye off tackle, run play, you know, uh, what is it, wide banana, you know, two. Right. I mean, you, it, it's about just having your guys do it better than the defense can, you know. So I, I don't, you know, the the whole thing, that's why I say, like, the whole thing is really, it's a, it's a, uh, it's almost like a tropical storm. You don't hope, and this is for our folks in the south and on the Atlantic coast. You'd hope it doesn't turn into a hurricane. Yeah, and you know what? They, there's ten teams that are playing the schedule game. You know, going win loss, win loss. That have every all sixteen games against the Browns as wins. You know, they're they're every one of them is like yes, Browns win. You know, so it's. I don't think anyone is that concerned about about the Cleveland Browns offense right now that you can't put out what you're going to put out there. Um, yeah. One more thing. Uh, Tremont Williams leaves a lot to be desired. I think we need to be playing your your guy, Jawan Williams, out there um, just because he attacks the ball a little bit better. But maybe that changes. I don't know. Until um, so we see the full defense tonight. You think since they have like the last name Williams, we could play them both at the same time and no one will notice? Like uh, twelve, come on, there. Like, like yeah. the fellas do, like the twin magic. <laughs> oh, it's Williams. Oh yeah, Williams again. Maybe maybe the two of them combined can be a good player. Okay, so yeah. if you were the biggest degenerate out here, would you bet Browns Buccaneers preseason action? Yes. And I would take the box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I'm taking the box minus two and a half tonight. <laughs> well, this is with an Ohio bias, a podcast, a real fan with D and Jake. I am the Cleveland born and raised, Buckeye born and bred. And I'm Jake from Youngstown to Columbus. We're talking. You haven't heard. Oh, my bad. We're talking dogs. Yeah, you haven't heard much from us, but we're giving you a little Browns uh, reaction. We actually got together <laughs> to talk NCAA football, but it turned into us lamenting about the Cleveland Browns. So this is what you got here, a uh, nice little eight-minute, ten-minute podcast. <laughs> Tearing down the doghouse. But uh, let, let's just hope that there's some enjoyment uh, out of this season. I, I can't imagine with with Josh McCown that we're going anywhere. Uh, the guy's never started a full NFL season. He was out of the league a few years ago. He's in the league. So, uh, yeah, the hopes aren't very high on this offense for sure. But hopefully the defense can keep us in some games. And, you know, you just – it's really frustrating to sit here thinking about you're at the beginning of the season and, and hopes are so low. Uh, it, even on bad teams, you have the, those – those hopes of uh, a miracle playoff run and this is the season of dreams. And maybe, maybe it's a good thing that we're so low on them and there actually will be a season of dreams because we have no expectations. I'll tell you where the season of dreams is. It's called the Cleveland Cavaliers 
and Ohio State Buckeyes. So uh, yeah. I won't have to be I won't have to be lights out on uh, Sundays. I can actually be focused for the Mondays um, when they come. Uh, yeah. But I will say this: excited to see what Duke Johnson can bring if if he can stay healthy on the field. Um, and if he can be what this, they say in this offense, your guy Deion Lewis actually had some time with the Patriots uh, up there against the uh, they play, the Jags? No. Panthers. Patriots playing the Panthers. Um, I, 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 with McCown, if he's not motivated to play well tonight against his former team who pretty much just uh, discarded him, even though they had a coaching change, I, I don't know when he will be motivated. Um, I really think Josh McCown, and I heard something saying that he's his, it's kind of like the same thing, he's his own worst enemy, that mentally he gets a little bit in his head about the pressure and things like that. I Honestly, I wish I could talk to this guy and tell him there's no pressure. Literally, if you go out there, you throw for 100 yards, you throw for 400 yards. As long as the Browns kind of like don't look like they're the Keystone Cops, I mean, you'll be fine and people will be fine. <laughs> so... There's no yeah. pressure on you. Yeah, like I mean, if like, you go, if he were to go ten of fifteen for two hundred and one yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, uh, we would be singing his praises. It's that low of a standard. So, and, and just protect yourself because that's the other thing I see in this preseason. Um, we know the RG three situation. Uh, numerous quarterbacks are getting hit that unnecessarily in these preseason games that Aaron Rodgers hit was one of the worst ones I've seen a uh, big time quarterback take. Um, so, and uh, I saw Cam Newton take a couple shots as well. So you just, I mean, um, you, you got, I saw a cheap shot on Blake Bortles as well, but you, you got to just protect yourself and then get out of here healthy. Um, hopefully none of those Buccaneers defensive guys blame uh, Josh McCown for that one in season last year. You know, and if he doesn't make it to week one with the Browns and it has to be Manziel, I think I'd be better with that. Well, it has to be Manziel or will it be the great Pat Devlin who the Browns signed? Um, <laughs> Thaddeus. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand. Here's something I don't understand. There's a lot of guys out there, you know, and I, we know Rex Grossman is not giving up his family time to come play for the Browns, but there's some there's somebody else out there besides Pat Devlin that we can bring to this franchise. I just don't, like, I don't understand how Pat Devlin is the first guy that you call. <laughs> I mean, or that's the guy that you get into Berea. That's the one that yeah. I'm, once again, I've missed, missed. And I'm also missed that they didn't sign Connor Barwin, uh, Connor Bart, you know, the, the, the former Bucks kicker. Uh, you know, this guy goes on waivers. I mean, like, how do you not sign a proven kicker? They must really feel good about Spears. So they we'll better. see if – uh, you know, Cundiff cost us some games last year. And, you know, I put the tweet out there. Somebody got all butthurt about it. Hey, man, clearly, I, you know, the thing about this, I don't know, maybe people don't watch games the way I watch games, but when a guy is, you know, you're, one of your distances to your credit, not kicking the ball out the end zone or not making field goals on the shores of Lake Erie, it bothers me. So. Yeah, especially in the NFL where, Games are so close, and they get turned on. Just one missed field goal can turn the complexion of an entire game. Forget a turnover. And I think that's where this team is going to be, and that's why I talk about with Josh McCown. You know, the ceiling is very low because if he just moved the team down in the field goal range a couple times a game, and that defense, you know, sees some points going to board, even if it's not touchdowns, 
I mean, we've seen the Browns play like that for many years, so since 99. And that was, you know, hey, one day maybe we'll light it up like the, you know, the Patriots and the, and the, and the you know, Green Bay Packers or even the New Orleans Saints, you know, we'll be putting the points up the board, 45 and stuff like that again. Um, but right now that doesn't even seem fathomable, so that's where we're at. You know, I'll say this. Let's, let's hope the one guy that we're underestimating is the same guy that got us off to the early season record last year, and that's Mike Patton. You know, he 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 did get us. I mean, despite limited talent on offense and a brand new coaching staff, we we were in a pretty good spot till Alex Mack went down, uh, and, and doing it with smoke and mirrors. So, um, you know, another year and, and a little bit more talent brought in. Um, yeah, this defense is pretty good, and let, let's hope maybe Mike Pendon's the one guy that we're not giving enough credit to as far as being a difference maker. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you got anything else you want to get in there to think about? No, not really. Well, we'll be coming back at you, talking more football and more Browns react. Uh, it's going to be fast and furious here because the Browns play again Thursday, and that roster is going to go from, you know, uh, all the way down to 53 by next Friday. So uh, we'll know what we got. Um, hey, I, I will say this. I hope Shane Wynn makes this team. Um, I, I know, like, it, it's hard to root for guys that, you know, I mean, I know he's a local kid, but he actually showed last week that he was playing hard out there. Um, if that continues this, these next two preseason games, I, that's just a good, good story to have. Um, and I actually think that guy could be a game-breaker uh, if need be, you know, because he's just so uh, – he, he showed it at Indiana, showed it his whole career. Um, so I, I just think he can be something, you know, even kick returning and things like that. could be a spark that the Browns could use in special teams. Yeah, and it'll be real interesting, too. They keep wide receiver tight end-wise. Uh, you know, I think it's probably coming down to Travis Benjamin uh, being the the guy that they're looking hard at, maybe uh, – a roster battle between him and Bibbs would be uh, the last spot on the offense. So it'll be uh, interesting on which way they go. Yeah, well, let's get ready for Mr. Lava Lava, the Danny Shelton show. Uh, we know he'll be out there going hard. I would like to see them pull back the plays on Mr. Shelton so we can save him for the regular season. Um, You're right. But play him in double rap. <laughs> Any evaluation of Jameis Winston you're looking for tonight? Yeah, a, a couple things on Jameis. I, I mean, I think he's accurate. He's got a good arm and all that other stuff. I just don't know if he's got the the intangibles, like uh, being able to look off receivers and, and come off his first guy and uh, stepping up in the pocket at the right times versus rolling out, uh, that sort of thing I'll be looking for. Uh, seeing if he's uh, staring down guys and going to his first read a lot or if he's actually checking through progressions and looking guys off. One of the things that I've seen is one of his biggest, uh, I guess, his strengths and weaknesses, um, and hopefully the Browns make this so, uh, he loves throwing in the tight windows. I mean, he really has a confidence in his arm, and sometimes it's a, you know, to uh, his, like like I said, it's to his, uh, it's either, you know, if the, if the guy makes the play and catches it, it's great, but it could be also a chance for the coverage is tight for an interception. So, uh, you know, we got the ball hawk. It'll be great to see Tuck Sean Gibson back out there. 
Um, and that's why I say I really want to see the Browns get a little sophisticated out there because there could be some plays to be made on defense, and that will definitely pump us up, Browns fans. All right, you want to sign out or no? You know what I mean? No, you could put a bow on it. All right, well, we'll be enjoying this preseason action. I mean, hey, you know, we're watching football and football is on. So, you know, you can't lament about that. You just want your team to be able to uh, get a W, even if it is preseason. Or just look good out there and hopefully get away with no big injuries. So, as always, go Browns, dog pound, we bark forever. And uh, enjoy another look at the Browns uniform combinations. As always, go Browns. Yeah, I'll put that together real quick. I, I was thinking about it when we were talking about it. We might as well do one, you know, a little pregame show. Yeah, that was good. It was organic. No, I guess so. Yeah, I am excited for the fuck It's going to be a complete shit show. <laughs> it's just us pounding the brows. Well, that's what everybody's been doing all week. I mean, yeah, so <laughs> I guess you're right. I heard, uh, who did I hear? Daryl Ryder was like really pissed when he came on. I don't know what show he was on, but uh, he was laying into the organization. Hey, you look back at the first round picks that we have blown in the last like seven years. It's ridiculous. It's almost hard to do. Um, I like Phil Taylor, but that was a win. The Julio Jones. Yeah. Right. Like you're, eventually, you're going to walk into a really good player. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, Julio Jones won. You think last year, even Sammy Watkins. I mean, think about this team have Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins. Like, How about with Teddy Bridgewater and Odell Beckham? I don't. The thing is, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater wants to play. I will say that. Well, I mean, he pretty much made that clear. So I, I can't. I think he's going to end up being a really good player, though. Oh, I believe that. I agree with that. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he he looks good. And <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying, I don't think he wanted to play here. You know. All right. Um, well, who does? Yeah, I, I think Odell Beckham's a little overrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see this year. But I wouldn't be mad. I mean, big what we here. got out here right now, yeah, I would love to have. Yeah, you know I mean, so I, I sound like an asshole right. saying that. Yeah. You know I mean? so. All right, man. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you at ten. Yeah, tomorrow. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Later. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.